Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Father, we are grateful unto you. We thank you for your word that's anointed. Your word comes with power. It's quicker and sharper than anything. We thank you that we are going to leave this place fully edified. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. I'm going to be preaching about the first duty of loyalty, part three. Genesis chapter 2, verse 8 and 15. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. There he put. 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Praise the Lord. Please take your seat. I have stated today through the word of God, that Eden is a type of the church. And God is the first pastor of his church. Adam is the first human congregant because God can pastor both human beings and animals. And Eve is the last human congregant that entered into that church. But here the scripture is very clear that God planted a garden in a particular location, the east side of Eden. And that became the garden of Eden. That means that the garden was actually in a place called Eden. And it became the name, the the church assumed the name of the place, the garden. East side, let's see verse 8. God planted a garden in verse number 8. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. The garden was in Eden. Like this church is in Medina Estate. The, the location has been carefully and divinely selected f- to serve a particular purpose. And uh, there in that church, you see, there were, I'm sure there were other gardens elsewhere. But the one God thought wise to mention is this garden called Eden. Yeah, in the eastward, like this one, we are bounded between Social Welfare Junction and Ashton School Junction. Very powerful. Is this our church? This Eden is called the Keeper's House. And he put the man he had formed into the garden. And God is saying that you don't just join a church. You are led into a church. It is God who selects for you where to be planted as far as spiritual place is concerned. You can't be here and be making decision that, oh, now, no. It's like a church bee has come there and I like the way they sing. No, it's not about a bird singing in the garden westward. No. 
you have been put into the garden in the east. Yes. Birds can be singing in the west and in the south and in the north. But you have been put into the garden in the east. By God, you didn't create yourself. You woke up at dust and realized that you two, you are walking. And where to walk was detected by the one who created you. And God himself knew what he had put in the garden for the man. So he planted the garden and planted the man inside the garden. That makes you a planting of God. According to Isaiah, you are trees of righteousness. So if you are a tree, you have to be planted. That's why a child of God cannot be floating. You have to be established in your ordained garden. And God said, in this garden, once that happened in verse number 9, it says that, and once man was there, God caused the ground to grow. The ground became fruitful for the man. Every tree that is pleasant. You see, so the reason why some people don't see pleasant things in their lives is because they are found in places that have not been ordained for them. So nothing is growing out there. And if something is growing, whatever is growing there is bitter. It's not pleasant. It's not sweet. It's, I'm preaching. You know, that means that your life cannot encounter certain good things for food if you are absent in the appointed place. That being planted in your spiritual place is the reason why you'll be fruitful in your secular place. Psalm 92 verse 13. They that are planted in the house of the Lord. House is inside. They shall flourish in the courts of our God. Okay, that is the market outside. Courtyard is outside. So your prosperity outside is determined by your roots inside. That's why where your roots are determine how your fruit will show. But I just want you to know that it is not beneficial to you when you decide to make yourself a floating bean. You need to land. Have you seen a plant, proper plant, hanging in the air before? And all the plants that grow by a wall, eh, they don't last. <laughs> it is not everywhere that you will flourish. Everywhere is not everywhere is not somewhere for you. Yes. That your ordained garden is from the Lord. And God also chooses for you who your shepherd should be. Jeremiah 23 verse 4. I have set over you shepherds. So if God has set a shepherd over you, you cannot make yourself a sheep without a shepherd. Hey, am I preaching? <laughs> And from this garden God created, Adam came to meet the provision. So everything was provided by the sovereignty of God. Then God said that if you are going to be able to sustain the prosperity I've given you as a seed, I want you to understand one thing. One, everything I gave you in there has a seed within it for reproduction. But the reproduction will not be an automatic process. So I want you to dress this garden I have given you. That's what the garden they have given you. Dress it and keep it. Isn't it nice? Some of us, our fathers didn't even leave us a window. That's too even clean. But God gave Adam a whole garden. 
And he said that don't allow it to deteriorate. Dress it and keep it. Now, who owns the garden? Is it not God? Tell somebody, God owns the church. And men keep and dress the church. <laughs> As I'm preaching like the devil is already angry. The Bible is consistent when it says that I will build my church is very possessive. My church. So the church belongs to God, not Pastor Francis. But the dressing of the church is the duty of man. The keeping of the church on earth is the doing of man with the help of God. And I told you, I said, men destroy churches more than demons. Through the spirit of disloyalty. Because for disloyal hell, the gate of hell, it can never move until Judas is on the table. It will enter the heart of Judas. It needs a carrier to flow. So when disloyal hearts are around, it's easier for Satan to destroy. And every church can be destroyed if there is no core loyalist. What is God saying? <laughs> Don't you see your workplace? People come and go. Why they come and go? When they get new salary, um, um, this thing are uh, quick. They are gone. Some people, you can't build a brand with them. Because they are capitalists, like pure capitalists. They are driven by the salary rates in the market. So it doesn't matter what you are trying to do with them and for them and for the future. Once they see that bank A is giving better rates than bank B, they are gone. Including moving their money from your well-established bank to bronze gold. Yes. If you have left it with Echo Bank of Fidelity, your money will still be intact. But you saw some rates be there. And that's why the money is gone. The same now. When you are here, you hear that um, 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 some, something has also appeared there. You feel like it's like church is a market. So the tomato here, today it doesn't look too red. Uh, it's, it's not fresh. You know, I need fresh bread. So people even boast that I don't eat food, food that, that are the Every day, you know, it has to be fresh. You are wild, Papa. Very wild. Hey. God cannot build anything with you because you are not stable. And that's the first case that came upon Reuben. Reuben, of all the seven or eight something that are in you, the beginning of my strength, my might, the excellency of my power, let me tell you, you are useless because you are unstable. Instability is a curse. That you are, it is, it's not the ministry of Jesus. Oh. The ministry of Satan is that God asked him, where are you? Why, why are you even here? He said, I was moving to and fro. It is satanic nature to be moving to and fro. You are not loyal to anything. And it's like I'm dwelling here too much. Let's make progress. Let's make, <laughs> verse 15. It said dress it. So when you are in a church, your first ministry is to God. Act chapter 2. 
chapter 13 verse 2 says that for they were for they ministered to the lord so your first ministration is to god seek ye first the kingdom of god so dressing means that god left the beautification of the garden in the hands of adam that's what i'm talking about your first duty of loyalty last wednesday i spoke to you about the first benefit of loyalty Genesis 1, 28. And the Lord God blessed them. That's, if you are loyal to me, I have blessed you. Amen. Then after the blessing, there is duty to sustain the blessing of multiplication, fruitfulness, replenishing, subduing. Alright? Because any garden that is unkept will be destroyed. So the lawn cutting, the pruning of the the, the flowers, the plant, and all of that is the work of somebody. So when you are in a church like this, we come to honor God. We come to serve God. Our loyalty, our ultimate loyalty is to our supreme father in heaven. So if God is saying we should dress the garden and the garden is a church, then whatever we are ministering, we are using to minister in the garden, is supposed to beautify God here on earth. Where? Yes. It's powerful. Then the practical way of beautifying your heavenly father here on earth is to use your gift and talents and your time, your commitment, your dedication, all summed up in your loyalty to beautify the ministry of your pastor. I'm just telling you this thing. If God has called you to be in a garden and you don't have beautification mentality, the garden will collapse. And when it collapses, it collapses with your destiny. Because you you can imagine Adam before the curse without a garden. And maybe he didn't see the need of the garden like a lot of people don't see the need of fellowshipping together in a church. Until he was booted out of the garden. Then he saw that, hey, some conditions be pertained somewhere. And I was better off in the garden than outside the garden. There are some people here listening to me. They don't believe in going to church. So what is the church? Nobody is even wise in church. We know you are PhD, you are a professor, you are a great man. I'm telling you that God is wiser than your book. And if God says that some things... They can only be engineered from your spiritual ground. I'm telling you, if you like jump and seize the law of gravity, you will come and know that it is only what God has said that will stand. Hey. Clapping is free. It's free. No offering. Free. So use your gift to beautify. Be loyal to your pastor. When pastor says we are going in this direction because God has spoken to him, you don't go in another direction. You know, people break away left, right, center. You are here, you jump here, you say, I'm a keyboardist, I'm playing for this one too. I'm a, I'm a singer, I sing for this one. How can you sing for God and the devil at the same time? You can't serve two masters. Beautify the ministry of your pastor. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And you see, when you don't understand loyalty, you will think that you have been quarantined. You, that's what you would think. You would think that it is Oshe, Oshe. It's domineering and control. Because as for, as in the presence of God, yeah, there is what? 
There is what? There is what? And free movement. Any pastor who teaches you about blessing and doesn't teach you about loyalty to your pastor is already condemning your destiny to premature death. Yes, because yet they are, you will touch matters higher than you if you don't know anything called loyalty. Even the Bible said in Ephesians 1 that even your natural parental honor them so that one, it shall be well with you. That's your wellness, prosperity is connected to your honoring of your biological parent. Then your days will be what? Will be long. So your long life is also tied to that one. Even your parents who are not at a level of spiritual anointing as men of God. Uh, let me tell you, spiritual authority is always higher than biological authority. Yes, that's why um, this boy called Jacob, he cursed Reuben and all those people. Moses came and said, I'm, I'm your, he is your biological father. He cursed you in Genesis. In Deuteronomy, I'm your spiritual father. All of you come again. Reuben, they cursed you that your people will be few and you will die. But I'm telling you that Reuben shall live and not die. That's how Reuben also had an inheritance. I don't care who has cursed you before. Today, no. I'm going to bless you. And the Lord shall establish it in Jesus' name. So, it's, it's very important for us to get to that point where we say, look, God has given me a gift. I'm using it to beautify my pastor's ministry. Because I'm loyal. The practical way of following God in heaven is by following your pastor here on earth. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Okay? That's why we are talking about following the right buttocks. Follow. You see, most intelligent animals or animals that are very careful and powerless. Most animals that do not have the strength of a lion. But live long because they are mostly seen as prey to the predator. Most of them walk by one following the buttocks of the other. You see that they will be going, they will go in in a line. Very close. Following the right buttocks. It's a deep revelation. If you are proud, you'll be walking here and there, blah, 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 blah. But if you are humble and you see your helplessness before God, you will fall in line and follow whatever is leading you according to the plan of God. It's not every back that you follow. It's not every buttons you follow. Yes. Look, I told them, in the service, I said, Elisha followed Elijah's buttocks. And he got double portion of the mantle. Yes, you need to follow. Moses, oh, Jesus. I'm just going to tell you, is it, this whole service is to tell you that every great man God raised had a minister. You need to follow the right button. Joshua followed Moses. He caught the spirit, wisdom. He caught the leadership mantle. Moses started the journey out of Egypt. It is Joshua that took them to the promised land. Because he was following the right buttocks. One day. Some wasted men. Went to David in Adulam. And they said that look. We are indebted. We are distressed. We are wasted. 
we come to submit to you. Rule over us. You fast forward in the cave or in the church. The, the cave is a type of the church with a pastor. After a while, these men became the mighty men of David because they were following the right battles. Wasted men can become mighty men based on who they follow. Who you follow determines what follows you. Yes. I'm just telling you that. So when God gives you a pastor, follow the pastor. Do what? Are you here or you have traveled to Mali? Follow your pastor. Beautify his ministry with your gift, your time, your talent, your potentials. Some of you, you do everything for your boss in the office, but you won't do anything for God in the church. Yeah, you think that the, 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 is for some class of people because you, your nails, you know, is acrylic and, um, you have, oh man, you have ideas robbing you of the blessing and the quality life heaven wants you to live. Because you just come and size up and look at this boy that is talking crap. Does he have a diploma or does he have a degree? You too, what is your degree? In life, you know, what is your degree? Are you 76 degrees or what? What is your degree? <laughs> Tell somebody that when you are in the presence of God, cool down, cool down, cool down. Cool down. Hey, God used fishermen. Oh, that if you were there, you wouldn't even permit for Peter to be your pastor because somebody to who has pulled nectar for his hand to come hard how can he be how can he put oil in his hand in oil and put on your head how? it's like a, a stone has hit your forehead but i know you are loyal by the grace of god you see when you want to follow according to the word of god loyalty following your pastor people will think you are a fool one, two, people will think you are doing human worship. People will think you are doing... But Jesus came here on earth. He was God, fully God and fully man. And he decided, that, look, what I have come here to do, I need to call people, let them follow me, let them catch my spirit, so that I will multiply myself in the people. So whilst I'm gone, they can also transfer to other people. That's why I'm preaching. I never saw Jesus physically here on earth. Second Timothy 2 2. Very quickly. Watch this. Watch the principle there. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. Okay, the things you have heard of me among many witnesses. Say number one. Me. Say number two. Many witnesses. He said, the same commit thou to faithful men. Say number three, faithful men. <laughs> Number four, who shall be able to teach others? Say number four, others. How many strates? Same message. So you will come. You are a prophet. You can have your gift. That gives you a different style. But the message is the same. Yes. Paul even told them, if an angel comes to preach a different message than we have preached, stone him. So the message of Christ cannot cross generations if we don't have loyal men who are among the many witnesses who enter into not men or faithful men say loyal men loyal. <laughs> and then others 
Now, if a loyal man teaches you, what will you become? Hey. So, the message that was given to witnesses, it is still relevant because loyal men took the baton to impart to the last generation. That's why I'm also standing here jumping around. As if I have nothing else to do. But I've caught something from loyal men. Praise the Lord. Did I tell you to bring a panty? Oh, what are, what are you talking about? Hey. So, God has designed that if you are a wife, you must be loyal. You are a husband, be what? Loyal. If you are an employee, be what? You are an employer, you to be what? Somebody say loyalty. Loyalty is very key. And God so wants people to follow great men, anointed men of God. Every anointed great man of God had followers. Had what? Who refreshed him. So that's the way. So every great servant of God had known or notable ministers or followers. And those followers, they were called ministers. Moses, in Joshua chapter 1 verse 1. Let's, I'll just say this and then we'll close. Joshua 1, 1. Let's read. 1, go. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun. Who is he? Moses' word, minister. <laughs> Moses was a servant of who? Of God, right? And God, when Moses died, did God speak to angels? He spoke to who? Joshua. Who, who was Joshua? Moses' servant, minister. And when we want somebody to carry people or a major agenda to the promised land, we don't look for relatives. So. We look for ministers, loyal ministers. Praise the Lord. The same scripture is in Exodus 24 verse 13. Watch it. Moses' minister is Joshua. Every great servant of God had a minister. And Moses rose up. And his minister Joshua. And Moses went up into the mount of God. So when Moses was going to the mount of God. His minister did what? He went with him. That's why loyalty goes around. With the pastor. (laughs) Anywhere Jesus went in the cities. He traveled from one city to the other. The disciples followed. So you can't say I'm lawyer and I'm sitting. Sitting whilst your pastor is moving is a sign that you are disloyal. Except you have been commanded to sit. You can't sit. You have to be moving. When your pastor moves, you move. The same way when God moves, you move. So Moses' minister was Joshua. I want to find out whose minister are you. So that's why it's a major question. This one is a compulsory question of this one carries 25 marks out of the 60 marks you are looking for. Wow. Elijah, let me show you another. Paul had ministers. <laughs> oh, Paul, Apostle Paul. I love him, Keke. Paul, 1 Thessalonians 3.2. Let me show you something. Paul, one of his ministers, I'm going to mention his name to you. Nice guy. 
and sent Timotheus, our brother, and minister of God, and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ, to establish you and to comfort you concerning your faith. Where Paul could not go, he sent his minister. Your minister, you see, there's a way you serve with your pastor, you become a co-laborer. That's why Jesus said that I don't call you servant, I call you friends, my brothers. But when you are not loyal, you are a destroyer in the vineyard. We can't call you a co-laborer. Because the spirit of the co-laborer is that he's able to establish people and comfort people, including the leader, refreshes the leader concerning the faith, the work of the ministry. So if I can't go, I should be able to send you without thinking twice. Yeah, but some people, even the cell you are doing, when 12 people enter there, you feel like calling yourself an archpope. Just 12 people in your cell. We can't even talk to you again. Because you two, you have started seeing something called success. 12. 12. Hey. A dozen people. You're already a general overseer. Not even overseer. General. That's you have other overseers under you. People can be telling you that pastor, you go, we follow you, you go, you follow you, you go, you follow you. Timothy was Paul's minister. Very reliable minister. Another minister of Paul. Colossians 1 7. Watch. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 7. As he also learned of Epaphras, other places he's called Epaphraditos. Our dear fellow servant, (laughs) who is for you a faithful minister of Christ. And this guy was Paul's greatest intercessor. He prayed until he almost died. And Paul was praying to God, our God, look, if there is any time you don't want me to have sorrow, please don't kill Epaphras. When your pastor cannot pray that kind of prayer that if this person dies, it will cause me sorrow. It means you are not useful to him in terms of loyalty. Yeah. You have become like a laboratory sample. He just use you, dispose you off. Because you, we are using you for testing mic one, two, testing mic one, two, testing mic one, two. <laughs> Look at somebody say, whose minister are you? <laughs> and ask somebody, are you angry? Just give me five minutes, I'll finish. Every great servant of God had a minister. In Philemon, or Philemon 13. It's only one chapter. So just, maybe you say chapter 1 verse 13. But it's just Philemon 13. Just watch this. Whom I would have retained with me. That in thy stead he might have ministered unto me in the bonds of the gospel. He's talking about Onesiphorus. Watch this. He said, I beseech you, I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds. Is it powerful? Who is he talking about? That's why I told you, every great man of God had no table, known ministers. These are ministers with names. There's nothing like a certain minister for most. No. You must be a notable loyalist. 
A notable one. If you look at Bishop Dag, notable loyalist. The wife is there. Bishop E.A.T. Saki is there. Notable. Bishop Ediadi is there. Notable. Bishop Ogo is there. Notable. Bishop Intefo is there. Notable. Bishop Bishops. Bishop Atodixon is there. Notable. And they carry his book. The same message. Oh. You, you will be angry. that So these people too, don't they have a message that they are carrying somebody's message to preach? What did you learn? The same message you have heard among many witnesses. Yeah. If you are loyal, you will not be preaching your message here and there. You will preach the message that has been handed over to you. Same message. You two, you want to say you two, you have some mental exposition. What is wrong with you? The truth of the matter is that the sheep in the commission, let's say keeper's house, they were not called unto you. They were like the sheep in lighthouse. Huh? They were not called unto Bishop E.A.T. Saki. They were called unto who? Bishop Dag. So spiritually, it is Bishop Dag's voice that they can respond to. That's what Jesus said that. My sheep know my voice. And a stranger's voice, they will not follow. So if somebody wants those sheep to gather, they must come in the voice of the shepherd. That's why God wants to talk to Samuel. He uses the voice of Eli to communicate to Samuel. Because who is Samuel? That's why you understand. That's your shepherd's voice. That's what can communicate something important to your death. Are you, are you following here? Yes. Now that God has made you my sheep. Eh? <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Ah. So some of the things throw away. It won't work. It won't gather. You try do it your way and see if it will work. It doesn't work. You'll be thinking you are doing some rice, some kind of rice balls. By the time you know, it has become rice water. Because the formula is different. You refuse to follow the formula. Hey! I I did mathematics in the university. Listen to me. It doesn't matter how your mind works, whatever. If you don't follow what the formula says, you arrive at a wrong answer. You will try until the kingdom come. You will never reach there. In fact, you get to a place, you don't even know what to do. <laughs> you say, hey, my hero. <laughs> hey, whether you are deducing or whether you are inducing. Am I preaching? Onesimus. He said before he was not profitable. Let's see. Can I see the scripture? So which in time past, you see this Onismos in time past was to be unprofitable. Paul is talking to somebody that received him on my behalf. He was not profitable, but now profitable to thee and to me. That's why I'm patient with people. Because some people, people grow, people change. I'm teaching you this because if you don't know this, you will remain in your own profitability to me and to the kingdom. But when you get to know, you can move from not being profitable to being profitable. Praise the Lord. It's very, very clear. Because some people are not disobedient. They are not rebellious. They are just ignorant. And they perform based on the level of knowledge they have. So you can't really fault them until you have taught them. 
That's why I'm taking my time to teach that it's a blessing to follow God and follow the man God has sent unto you. Praise the Lord. And the key is it's so simple to do because it says, follow me as I follow Christ. So when I deviate now, you to pass your way and go and follow God. And if you are following God, he will show you who to follow. But if I have not deviated, then follow the right. It's not like if the man deviates in power, keep following or no. If he is going into his pit, allow him to go. But if he has not, then keep following. It's powerful. Elijah had his servant. If you read 2 Kings chapter 3 verse 11. 2 Kings 3 11. Watch this. He said, but Jehoshaphat said, is there not here a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? And one of the king of Israel's servant answered and said, here is Elijah, the son of Shaphat, who poured water on the hands of Elijah. He was pouring water. Notable servant. Refreshing the master. Serving. Dressing the master. He used to decorate the master with cleanliness. Pouring water. Whose hands have you been pouring water on? Even to handle the cell, Numpuno, you forget ah, until it's cell time. And we're about to start a conference tomorrow. You'll be like a cow whose starter doesn't work. We have to start you. We? 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 Try again, try again. Accelerate, accelerate. Some people, no matter what we are doing, you are still jacking. Every time we have to call you. At this level of your work with God, if we have to follow up on you for you to be loyal to God. Abba. We need to spark you before you do what God has called you to do. No. I like that one, pa. Hey. Tell somebody you can be a notable servant. Notable minister. Yeah. And Elisha himself, when he was so angry, next week, that's where I'll continue from. Verse 15. He was so angry, Basa. So he saw the king of Israel. He was so angry with the king of Israel. And the king of Israel was even talking plenty things. Elijah said, I don't want to see your face. Give me verse 12. I don't want to see your face. You are a bad man. Your father was a bad man. And Jehoshaphat said, the word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to see him. They went down to see him. 13. And Elijah said unto the king of Israel, what have I to do with thee? Get thee to the prophet of thy father and to the prophet of thy mother. He's talking about Jezebel. And the king of Israel said unto him, Nay, for the Lord has called thee, called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of the enemy. This guy is a sinner par excellence. All he knows is Baal, Baal worship, but he doesn't respect God in any way. So Elisha didn't want to see his face. So Elisha's spirit was bizarre that day. I'm showing you how you use your gift to beautify your pastor. And proud to this time, he had, the kings have been told that there is a prophet in town 
who stands for God. He came and his humanness came ahead of his ministry. So when that happened, he could not even align his spirit to hear from God. So in verse 14, look at what the Bible is saying. Ha! And Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts liveth, before whom I stand. So he was still standing before God. He was very angry and he couldn't flow. Surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee nor see you. Wow. So, so he was not ready to look at the face of the people. And he said, I'm not prophesying today. God called me as a prophet, but today, dear, I can't prophesy. <laughs> because you are a bad man. And so when he saw that he was having difficulty, then in verse 15, he said, this is the key. But now, you see, the way I vex, I cannot vex and flow at the same time. So it's looking like my prophetic ministry, and whether I'm using this anger to cover the fact that I've lost the oil, or it's not working, or it's working, it's looking like I'm a prophet, I'm not a prophet, whatever. Bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass. When the minstrel played, you see, with his gift and anointing, he played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he started prophesying. Next verse. Thus saith the Lord. Have you seen that? The minstrel has used his gift to beautify the gift of the man of God. Yes. At this point in time, he needed a minister to be beautiful as a man of God. If, if, if you are not a loyalist using your gift, your talent, your time, your commitment, today you are there, tomorrow you are there, today you are there, tomorrow you are there. You are not using what God has given you to beautify your pastor's gift. It's going to be a problem to many generations. Jehoshaphat is there and God was not ready to kill him, but he needed a prophet. And he took the ministry, ministering, you see, the pastor needs to be ministered to. Praise the Lord. Pastor needs to be ministered to. And the minister can ministered. Next week, when next week or next two is when I'll talk, I'll tell you about how in Second Samuel, first Samuel chapter 16, Paul Saul had a demon and David went to play. And the demons will leave him and you will have rest. Anointed player. Because there was a minister there. Yes. How to be a loyal minister. I'm telling you. You are better off with no followers. Than to have a thousand followers who are not loyal. That's the graveyard. So as I'm talking to you right now. I'm telling you that God needs you to be a minister to your pastors here. Follow. Do what? Clap your hands and bless God. You have been listening to the Testimony Word Broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 877 831 or 0204-916-168 or 0277-532-360. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.